Hey there, welcome back to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast. So this episode is, I think, one of my favorite topics uh, when we're talking about phonemic awareness, uh, manipulating sounds in words. Honestly, it's, it, it is the most complicated skill in this arena. But it also has so many such such far reaching applications for our students. So it really is something that our students really, really need to master. Um, but it's also something that can be a lot of fun uh, for a lot of students. So I think this is a pretty cool one to go on to. Uh, and I gotta say, my kindergarten and first grade teachers, they know deep in their hearts, the pain with this skill set. If you're not, you know, a kindergarten or first grade teacher, just know that this is one of those skills that these these teachers have to teach. It's asking students to take a word and change one phoneme or one sound in the word to make a different word. So just the processing that this takes, it's absolutely huge. And struggling learners can really struggle with this skill set just because of the, the, the memory processing and the retrieval. So today we're going to talk about how that skill, this skill impacts those more advanced skills and what we can do to help this not be an absolute nightmare skill to teach. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So before we jump into talking about how manipulating phonemes or manipulating sounds, however you want to say it, uh, how, how that impacts the more advanced skills, we should probably talk about what exactly is it. So I kind of said it in the introduction, but I think I should probably explain it a little bit more detail. Basically, the idea behind manipulating phonemes is that students take a word and they take off a given sound and replace it with another sound. So, for example, if I had the word cat, I keep going back to that word, and I guess it's a good word to use. So either the teacher could say, take off the first sound in the word and replace it with huh, or huh, um, and or, or the teacher could say, Here's the word cat, take off the k and replace it with huh. And of course, then the student has to tell you what the, the new word would be, hat. So it, it really does take good working memory and those processing skills. Um, they have to be able to, to hold things in short-term memory and, and be able to retrieve it and process it and segment it and all these, all these different things. And that all takes a lot of concentration too. 
So for those of you older teachers, maybe you're not working with the kindergarten age level, let me just tell you, this skill can be a beast for some of our students who struggle with concentration, who struggle with, you know, focus, those kinds of things. But the deal is the students really do need to master this skill because it helps so much with blending reading word families, and eventually writing those words, especially similarly spelled words. It, it really does. It has some pretty high, far-reaching effects for, for all of our students. So that's, honestly, that's why we, we bother with this skill. Yeah, it's a beast, or it can be. Not, not all students, some students pick this up and it's just a game and it's a lot of fun. But the ones that don't pick it up, this skill can really be a beast to teach. But like I said, it, it's so important because it helps students at the most basic level. It helps students to, to think about words, to manipulate words in, in different ways, how words, the, the sounds of words connect with other words. It, it really does help the student with with all that, it, it, it really is amazing how this skill set impacts so many other skills in reading and writing. And of course, for those students who struggle with concentration, this really does help. It, it helps to get kids to learn to focus on one specific aspect of, of a word, and it, it teaches them to hold that concentration for longer and longer periods of time. It really it really can be very helpful. It can also be frustrating. I get it. But it, it very it really is a very important and necessary skill. So I know you're asking you're wondering, how in the world am I going to practice this? How can I how can I do this? So we gotta do visuals. Um you don't want to add in any letters. You got to be careful with this because, again, we don't want to, if we're working on pho phonemic awareness, we really want to make sure we're keeping the letters out of it because that's when we start doing the phonics stuff. At this level, we really need to make sure that the kids hear the different phonemes and that we're not adding in an extra layer of complicated by adding in letters to all this. So we want to use visuals that aren't letters. And so I suggest use using like three items because you know, beginning, middle and end, that's the easiest way to do it. And go back to segmenting the sounds and words. So I know when I talked about the segmenting in the segmenting podcast episode, I talked about those little mini cars uh, from the Cars movie. And that's what my my kids, my own kids like to use and they're tiny, they're small enough that just a finger will, they can manipulate it. And just having the students segment the sounds in the word helps them to then be able to figure out which sound are they changing and how they're changing it. So switching just the first, middle, or ending item, it, it just helps them to, to make an abstract concept feel more concrete. Having that visual there, having something that they can manipulate with their hands 
makes abstract concepts so much more attainable for our struggling learners. And also, we all know, especially for those kids that are struggling with concentration, adding movement to the lesson wherever possible is going to help to make that concept more more concrete, but also more doable because we're giving them an opportunity to use all that energy that they have. So, you know, I love progress monitoring. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna get away from it. Um, and I hope that at some point I can, can encourage you to, to love it as much as I do. So how do you progress monitor this? Just like all the others, we gotta make charts to track how many words the, the students, um, how many words students can manipulate and focusing on a certain type of sound to track. And I'm not talking about like consonants or vowels, although that can be pretty tricky. And if you want to go down that route, that that's, that's hard. Uh, doing the, the consonant or doing the vowels is, is more difficult. It's just harder to hear the differences in the vowels. But I strongly suggest that you work on beginning sounds, manipulating beginning sounds, then manipulating the end sounds, then hit the middle because the middle sounds are usually vowels and vowels are just harder to to hear the difference in the the different sounds. And then of course you want to build as the students get better and better at that skill. Um, I'm working on a progress monitoring product uh, just to make this easier for you. Uh, I'm still trying to get together my, at this, at the time of this recording, I'm trying to get together my beginning, middle, and ending sounds because I realized that some of the, some of the pieces just, it, it was just too complicated. So I wanted to make it a little bit easier. So that's taking me a little bit longer to put the pieces together for you. But as soon as I get the, um, the beginning, middle, and ending sound progress monitoring out, then I'll be working on the manipulating sounds uh, progress monitoring product. Because again, I want to make sure that what I'm what I'm giving you, if you if you're interested in getting it, and because I know it can be very complicated to track all these things, I want to make sure that you're getting the best quality um, that I can give you in a simple. Because goodness knows. We have got to streamline. We have got to make things easier. Life is way too complicated. Teaching is way too complicated right now. So I'm going to streamline as much as I can for you. So if you are interested in that phonemic awareness progress monitoring, I do have the growing bundle. I'm adding in little activities and things like that as I go. Just... um as I take a little break from the progress monitoring products. Uh, but I know once I'm, once I'm all complete, it will have all four phonemic awareness skills and all the pieces that you're going to need to track that data. So you want to check it out. Uh, I will, of course, like always, put the link in the show notes. And for information on more, you know, phonemic awareness and all that good stuff, uh, you can always check out my website. It is um, teachingstrugglinglearners.com. And this is the last week in our phonemic awareness, you know, series. And so that's kind of cool. I That's a lot. That's the first series that I've done. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, 
So next up, I'm going to talk a little bit more. Uh, next week, I think I have on the docket started with all this, like where to get where to get started with phonemic awareness, progress monitoring, and how to how to figure it all out. What do you want to do? And then start talking about phonological awareness because phonemic awareness is very, very important, but it's part of a broader set of skills. And all of these skills build into students being able to do some really cool things, you know, read. I mean, I don't know how much you, there's not much cooler than that, right? So I hope you do tune in to, to the next several weeks. And until next time, may your coffee be strong. May your students be calm. And may your testing season be non-existent. I wish. <laughs>